Hello, this is Amal Berjan with the Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I'm with Jill Kanopka. Hi, Jill. Hi, Amal. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for letting us do this. Uh, can you tell your Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Jill Kanopka, and I am an Albany native. And I'm currently teaching a journalism class at the University at Albany, a visual journalism class. That's how you and I know each other. Yes. And then I'm also a 22-year television news reporter who is not working in the industry full-time, but I freelance in Boston, and I have been um, for going on two years now. I work full-time in public relations for a firm called Mower that is headquartered in Syracuse, and I am assigned to the Albany office. Wow. Um, when did you first start your first journalism job? Oh my goodness, my first journalism job was not long after I graduated from SUNY Geneseo in 2002. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm actually a huge uh, SUNY fan and I love being able to teach within the SUNY system because I had such a great experience at Geneseo. I was looking for reporting jobs while I was at Geneseo. I interned at the local ABC affiliate in Rochester, New York, and I wasn't getting on-air reporting jobs. So last minute, I heard this TV station was going to launch in Albany called Capital News 9. And I applied last minute for an associate producer position. They called me in, and that just so happens to be at 104 Waterbury Avenue Extension in Albany. And I got hired as a associate producer. Which of a part did social media play in your job at the time? Oh my goodness, little to nothing. Uh -huh. I mean, this was, we live in 2023. Yeah. So this was 2002. Wow. So I was two I'm years old. Sure that Facebook was out at that time. I don't think so it was. Like, no, I don't think it was either. I think it came out in 2007 or 2008. Wow. Um, so barely, I'm all, barely anything. And obviously, we know that that has been a game changer. Yeah. So it, was a, it felt very fast-paced at the time uh -huh. because I was brand new to the industry, but it was obviously much slower. Yeah. You have to understand, like, you're from the New York City area. Yeah. So New York City has a ton of news, but Albany is a very interesting news market as well because of the New York State Legislature and right. Albany being the capital. And then all these crazy news stories happen in Albany as well, like really big national news stories. And as you know, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, a little girl was abducted at a state park in New York State, which set off massive national media coverage yeah. throughout you know the united states and beyond uh -huh. and so there's always something crazy happening in albany and we saw how much of a part social media played in the little girl's disappearance as well absolutely yes yeah and then there was you know there was that push to to stop speaking her name after she had been found and oh, yeah. was recovered in good health uh -huh. just to protect her identity because we know, as we know, everything lives on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like news, I saw a lot of news outlets stop speaking her name to the family, which, you know, was appropriate in that case because she is a minor yeah. and she's dealing with a lot right now. But yes, 
it was crazy all over social media. It was. So how much would you how much would you say uh, social media plays in your job today? Um. So working in news. Yeah. People are constantly on social media. Mm-hmm. I think we've even discussed in class how Twitter is more um, a social media platform where news people live and they're constantly checking their competition. They're constantly checking public figures to see, you know, who's dropping what new content and what new information on Twitter. But also nowadays, a lot of reporters are are constantly checking Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram because so many news stories are generated from those different social media platforms. A lot of businesses are using those different platforms to talk about the products that they're selling or the events that they're hosting or the issues that they're getting behind. You know, like if, if you're at a synagogue right now, a lot of people will be putting out statements condemning the war right now online on their social media platforms and then reporters you know they'll start their day out looking for potential news issues stories ideas to follow up with and then they'll bounce a lot of things that they're seeing off of social media to the newsroom you know i've seen crazy stories where you know somebody randomly lost a piece of jewelry that was very important to them and had very much significant meaning to them and then a reporter was able to go do a story on that and, you know, help find this item and connect it with the original owner, all based on a post that they saw on social media. Wow. Or, you know, a little boy or a little girl, you know, has been in an orphanage or uh, a home for years and years and years, and they're at an age where it's tougher to adopt them out. Yeah. That story gets shared around on social media. A reporter gets wind of it, they do a story, and then all of a sudden that little boy or little adopted. girl gets adopted. Yeah. yeah. So it's constant. Yeah. I'm always like I only freelance very occasionally in Boston, but I'm constantly checking social media. And then even in my PR job, I'm constantly checking social media on behalf of my clients. Yeah. You know, I can as, imagine as yeah. responding to media and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it really shows you the power of social media. Yes, it's incredible. So, can you share some examples of how social media has influenced the way uh, news is gathered? Absolutely. So, a lot of times in news, especially locally, like in, during my time in Albany, I'm going to use that as an example. Okay. Um, we're constantly getting documents from court. We're constantly getting updates. And you want to be credible and you want to be factual and have the right information. But a lot of times you also want to own the fact that you can say, you were first. hey, this happened first yeah. on you know whatever news outlet it is that you're working on. Mm-hmm. So getting those documents, reading them, being thorough in going over what's important versus what's not Mm -hmm. and then blasting that out on social media because as you know a lot of people aren't waiting until those traditional news times anymore Mm -hmm. and they're constantly watching different social media feeds and staying up to date with content and news gathering opportunities throughout the day Mm -hmm. not necessarily at those traditional news times speaking of staying up to date 
Uh, how would you say you keep up with the rapid, rapid pace of social media trends and technology? Uh, I'm constantly checking a number of different news outlets so that I'm getting a different variety of news from different sources. Like, obviously, I'm looking at all the traditional newspapers, the Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, but I also look at local newspapers mm -hmm. in communities, not just Albany, New York, but the major cities in New York State, like Buffalo, Syracuse, and Rochester as well. And then I'm staying on top of other newspapers that I've come into contact with, whether it's my full-time job, because I'm monitoring for different clients that work in different industries that I represent, or, you know, different local, hyper-local newspapers mm -hmm. in communities across Massachusetts where I'm covering the news. Because a lot of times, super local newspapers are also covering events, ideas, different things that aren't necessarily picked up right away by the more traditional news outlets until they get wind of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So, yep. what are some ethical considerations that journalists need to keep in mind when using social media for news reporting? Oh my goodness. Not taking things out of context. Right. Right? Like, you still have to, if have video that you've shot on the seat of a story on your iPhone and somebody says something that you feel is important for your audience right out of the gate and then three minutes later they say something as well you need to make sure that you're not taking that interview in any way shape or form out of context like if you're gonna chop it up you have to be very careful that you're stating you know, this is part of what they've said because uh -huh. a lot of times, like, there are restrictions on, like, 90 seconds that you can post versus, like, 30 seconds or two minutes. Right, each app has so their... So, ethically, yeah. And, you know, like, I always, I loved working in TV news because everything I did was basically recorded on camera. So, most people couldn't say that I got it wrong because I, it was information that was gleaned in an on-camera interview yeah. and I was very quick about double and triple checking if somebody gave me information verbatim without like doing the interview I asked like 10 times just to make sure because you don't want to get it wrong right because you don't want to as soon as that happens if it happens like you lose your credibility yeah. and then your audience is like this young lady knows no idea what she's talking about or she got it wrong not going to trust her in the future and just and getting things confirmed so all the stuff I mean, that applies with regular journalism and just being oh yeah even more careful since social media is such yeah. a fast you know what, one, one of thank you so much for <laughs> for allowing us to interview you jill thank you so much Amal, for having me always happy to speak thank you